welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Windpod Repeat, coming at you. As always, your host, Sam Anthony, alongside Spencer Wellington. Um, it's been a minute. I feel like we dove off into a deep Red Sox-related depression um, and decided, you know, listen, need, need a break from the podcasting world for a little bit. Yeah, I needed a break from the entire sport of baseball. Um, also, RIP to the 20 seconds that we lost of the first take of this podcast. But <laughs> it was a good start. But listen, we we, we made it. It's fine. This is more rusty. A little bit. And um, yeah. yeah, I it was I, I told you this. It was really nice when I turned on the last regular season game um, that the Red Sox played. And my reaction was just. Oh, this is nice. Like, yeah, it was. I took the appropriate amount of time away from the Red Sox, from baseball, because it was making me sad. And yeah, uh, now you know we have the playoffs, and so it's fun to follow the playoffs. And it's a little bit sad that the Red Sox aren't in it, but it is what it is. And um, yeah, go Mariners. So yeah, listen, I would like to say to all the the Baltimore Orioles fans that are also out of the playoffs and talking about how we have more last place finishes than them in the last 10 years. I'd also like to remind them that we have more world series than them in the last 10 years. Um, so Correct. the important thing. Meter, yeah. The, like, yeah. Oh, listen, we're, we're first or worst. Apparently the Boston Red Sox. I mean, it's um, kind so of our thing. Yeah. You know, we have, um, the, since the 2011 collapse, then we have a worst place team in 2012. And then we won the world series. And then we were worse in 2014 and 15, right? I think. Yep. And then 2016, 17, win the division, and then win the World Series, and then finish like third or something. I think 2019. Yep. Then 2020 doesn't count, and we went to the ALCS last year. So. So there you go. Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll take that. It's it's a little bit psychotic, but it's it makes it interesting, you know. Yeah, and at least at least for the Red Sox, like I feel like. Last place finishes without context suggests you're very bad. But Correct. in promotions, it does. Because that typically means that you're in the middle of a rebuild. You know, ergo, you know, the Pirates. Ergo, the Miami Marlins. Like the Orioles uh, the last five years? Yeah. Exactly. And and now the Orioles are going to be really great. But the thing about being a Boston team and being a big market, big money team is that it's very easy to bounce back from that. And it, it feels like, you know... And we'll, we'll dive more into it later, but obviously it felt like the Red Sox took some shots that missed. Um, you know, injuries were obviously a big issue that were lingering. Um, but there's going to be some big moves and big shifts this offseason. Um, I really can't remember the last time a Boston Red Sox offseason has been this intriguing in terms of what they're going to do because really what this offseason is set up for is the future of the Boston Red Sox and the direction that they want to go in. Um, not only next year, but, you know, going forward. Yeah. Um, it's also crazy that this team was only three games below 500. Yep. Felt worse. Like, and there's a difference between being a last place team and being like the Orioles have been the last five years Yeah, and being a 78 win last place team. That's like yeah. a different kind of last place team. Yeah. Um, it's the last yeah. place, but it's, it's a different type of situation. Um, and yeah, like you said, this is the biggest offseason since um, probably like 2017, I would say, when we went and got Chris Hale. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. we kind of needed to take that next step. 
after yeah. failing in the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's the biggest, like, if we're talking about, like, shakeup of, like, the core. I mean, obviously, you know, losing Mookie Betts was a big one. I Fuck, man. I talk about long first in a long time. I'm going through now, and I'm thinking about 2011 after the collapse, all the movements that mm. happened, getting rid of all those pieces. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, what the team was in 2013 compared to that. But then I think about, you know, 2015, you start rebuilding again and you start getting the Benintendis and the Betses and the pieces that won in 18. Fuck, man. I mean, I feel like the Red Sox have seen a lot of facelifts in the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's always guaranteed that the Red Sox are going to make some noise in the offseason. We always do, whether it's signing David Price or trading for Chris Sale or J.D. Martinez or um, Trevor Story this past offseason. You know, it's always kind of something. And we have no choice but to be in the news this offseason. We're either going to be in the news because Xander is gone or because he's back. Um, So that's a guarantee. We're going to be in the news if Devers signs an extension or if he doesn't. Um, And yeah. So yeah. buckle up. Well, all right, listen, I know, I know we said that we were going to talk about the playoffs so far and all this stuff, but it feels like a good point to dive in on this off season since we've said, wait, so oh, it's a Red Sox podcast. it is a Red Sox podcast. So we should maybe leave with the Red Sox. So, yeah. like, so it's interesting because obviously I, I think, I think we can all agree that the two biggest storylines in this off season are going to be Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers. Um, Pedro Martinez was interviewing with Alex Spear, which, by the way, spelled his name horribly wrong in the document where we wrote about uh, what we were going to talk about on this show. That's um, fine. I it just my doesn't go in the public like, sphere. Yeah, my brain could not comp- calculate, I guess. But Pedro Martinez, um, what he was talking about with Alex Spear is basically like how this losing Xander and losing Devers would be bigger than just losing two elite players, it's losing the culture because Xander and Devers, you know, learned from guys like Mookie and guys like, um, you know, all those players around the 20, you know, who showed up in 2015. And those players learned from the Pedroyas and the Veritex and how like, that's kind of been how the Red Sox have been so successful in this century is this culture of guys that they've really had that know what it's like to win and to be successful and losing a Xander and losing a Devers, you're going to lose that culture, which I, you know, obviously like it was in the back of your head, but I think Pedro brings up a really good point of, you know, those were guys that kind of have been the identity of this team and the identity of this locker room. And, from a you know, it's great having a guy like Alex Cora who I think can kind of keep some of that culture. But from a locker room perspective, you know, you lose these guys. Who are you looking to to lead this team to step up and be the guy? Right. Yeah. I mean, Xander's the captain. You know. Yeah. So, um, it was. I don't know. Did you see the video of him getting taken off the field last regular season game? Yeah. We like had tip to the crowd and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, clearly when that is happening, when you're taken out of the last regular season game, you are bigger than just being a player on the team that's good at baseball. Which, by the way, very good at baseball this past year. Six uh, wins above replacement, according to Fangraphs. 
And he was, we talked about this a lot in the preseason and during the season, how, you know, in the past I've wanted Andrew Simmons, and then I wanted Trevor Story to actually play shortstop. Xander was good at shortstop this year yeah. for the first time since like ever, I think. He had positive marks in every major defensive metric, outs above average, defensive runs saved, ultimate zone rating, all of the thing all those stats had him positive. So um maybe we just keep him at short when he comes back, hopefully. And you know, if you don't, then theoretically Trevor Story could play shortstop, but you've still left a huge hole in the middle of your lineup, which I mean you look at our lineup this past year, JD is going to be gone. You have Devers. And then like, what's your other major bat in the lineup? You don't have one. As long as Trevor Story's generating a 100, even WRC plus, like you don't have one. So no. And again, you know, another topic that we'll talk about is, you know, Alex Cora, when they asked him, you know, who's a player that you feel, you know, needs to take a big step next season. His, I mean, like, it was like he was Alex Verdugo. His, I know your feelings about Alex Verdugo. We can talk about how he did, in fact, have a WRC plus above 100. But do we have to talk about that? At, no, I mean, I'd like to because you know, technically, listen, th- this is what I'll give you on that. This, is, and then we'll go back to the obviously the more pressing issue. Um, mm-hmm. Did he have a WRC plus above 100? Yes. Was he absolutely lacking? Yes, technically. Was he absolutely lacking in every other facet of the game? Yes. yes. And, like, even even hitting, you could argue he's only above that because he hits for average. He wasn't hitting for power, really. Um, His grand was, total in 644 plate appearances, which is the most plate appearances of anyone on the Red Sox this year, 1.2 war. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Not, not what you want. Not at all what you want. So... The good news is for the Red Sox, right, mm-hmm. is that there's a ton, a ton of cap space, or not cap space, payroll that opens up. Payroll space, right. Season. Payroll space. They are very much below the luxury tax threshold. Yeah. Um, which you, you hope, you know, the reason that you weren't re-signing Xander and re-signing Devers yet was because you were – you know, waiting for that cap space to be open to have that and not go over the luxury tax. Um, right. Not that it would have particularly mattered if you, you know, just put it up on the end of the contract. But um, the Red Sox, like, there's no excuse. And no. there's enough resources now where fans know that there's no excuse to not go and re-sign these guys. The money right. is absolutely there. Um, and we can talk about you know, the damage that they'll do leaving the team, but even more damage if, you know, you leave it open for a a team in the AL to swoop them up and use them against you in a playoff series. I mean, I mean, fuck, man. If the Red Sox were to ever, you know, go to a World Series against Mookie Betts, you don't think that'd be a discussion in everyone's mind is, fuck, man, we just, we gave the best, one of the best players in baseball to the other team that could beat us. I, you know, it's, that was the whole thing with, like Max Scherzer going to the Mets this year was not only was it a big, was it great for the Mets, but it was terrible for the Nationals because they were going to have to see Max Scherzer, you know, fucking 18 times or however, you know, the six times that he pitches against him every year. Yeah. I mean, 
you take those two guys off this team and, and what do you have? I mean, Trevor Story was number three on the team in position player war with 2.4. Like, if yeah. 2.4 is leading your team, your team is not good. Yes. So, well, and, and you got to talk about when Trevor Story was on the field. And right. That was, that was a huge issue this year. And right. So and you would, you would like to think that Trevor Story, like, this year is his low point as a Red Sox. Yeah. Um, but you don't know that. There's no way to know that, especially, like you said, with his injury issues. So maybe two and a half war is all you can expect from him going forward. Um, I mean, yeah. That's so. I mean, listen, I, like, he was great. Like, having him in the field defensively was awesome. Like, it was nice yeah. to have solid defense at second base. But, like you said, you know, I, I, the problem is, is there's, there's a lot of holes, right? Uh, there's a lot. Because not only. Are there massive holes in the lineup if you don't bring back Devers and Bogarts? Um, who the fuck's pitching for us next year? Right? That's a like, great Ravaldi's question. He's gone. Walker's yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have Pavetta who finished with a four, five, six ERA. Um, yeah. Pavetta was like classic number five starter material. Which, like, you was know, he had like his. He had his great run in June, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what a five starter is going to do. He'll carry you for a month, maybe, and the rest yeah. of the time just be pretty mediocre. Yeah, um, he's going to give a good offense. He'll win know, some exactly games, what he was. Yeah, that's like that. Just, I mean, that stretch was fun. It was great. I mean that that whole team, that whole stretch was the only good part of the season. <laughs> it was, yeah, June. Uh, yeah, exactly. Remember when we but, had like the best June in Red Sox history? That was fun. And then the worst July in Red Sox history. What a baseball, man. What a sport. It really sport. is. It'll, just, yeah. it'll lift you up one moment and punch you in the mouth the next. Exactly. But, yeah. So, like, listen. I'm very excited to see what Brian Bayo is going to do next year because of how great he was at the end of this year. But yep. Faith in the Fifth Gods with Brian Bayo. Yes. Faith in the Fifth Gods. Holy God. Yeah, man. Look at that 294 fifth. That's that's fucking it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. That's cool. Uh, he's still young, so you're going to expect some learning curves. Like, I don't expect Brian Bayo to come out and be the ace. I mean, if he is, that's awesome. But if you're front office, you can't expect that. Um, apparently, uh, we're expecting Garrett Whitlock to be in the rotation next year. That is what the front office has said when they announced his hip surgery at the end of the year. Um, yeah. But seeing how he performed as a starter versus how he performed in the bullpen, not going to make you super confident about what you're going to get. Obviously, you know, you're hoping that they took that experience and they have data now and they can learn some things about maybe how he can approach as a starter. Because obviously it's very different how you're using yeah. your pitches, you know, conserving energy, all that stuff, you know, making sure that you're going to be able to be consistent for that long, but not proven. Um, he kind of has to be though, you know, yeah, because who else is going to do it? You have yeah. Bayo and you have Pavetta, and and who else? Tanner Houck, I guess. Yeah, is he going Connor back Crawford, to the rotation? Josh Winkowski. Oh God, don't even don't even do that to me. Don't even bring up that's, Josh Winkowski. That's what's there. That's what's. I mean, I was looking the other day at the pitching. Everyone who pitched for the Red Sox this year, and like who yeah. you could count on going forward next year. So Hansel Robles is gone. Jake Diekman is gone. Uh, yeah. Darwinson Hernandez pitched six innings for us. Um, no. 
Tyler Danish, goodbye. Connor Siebold, probably dead. Pretty sure he's dead. Um, Edward Bizardo, he pitched 16 innings with a, a FIP over six, so we're not going to depend on him. Holy Frank cow. German pitched four innings, not depending on him. Caleb Ort sucks. Juris Familia is gone. Michael Feliz is gone. Then we have Jackie Bradley Jr. We could re-sign him as a pitcher next year. That might be an option. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Winkowski, we just talked about him. He's trash. Uh, Zach Kelly pitched 13 innings with a 4-2-8 FIP. That might be a guy that next year is in our bullpen. Then we have classic uh, pitchers Kevin Ploiecki and Reese McGuire. We could uh, put them in the pen next year. Um, Sabo Mora is gone. Yomer Sanchez. Yomer Sanchez had more war than all of those players I just mentioned, so that's good. Good. Um, for those guys, then you have Phillips Valdez. He's gone. Matt Barnes. Finally, we have someone we can put in the bullpen next year. Matt Barnes had a FIP under two in August and September this year. Or under three, sorry. Under two would be ridiculous. Then we have Chris Sale. Um, I don't think either of us are putting any stock in Chris Sale next year. Austin Davis is gone. Matt Strom is a free agent. Um, Cutter Crawford, we talked about. He could be an option. Then you have Brazier. I think we both hate Ryan Brazier with a passion. Yep. Hauk. Then you have Avaldi, who's gone probably. And then you have people that we talked about who actually might be good in Bayo, Whitlock, Pavetta, Michael Waka, and Shriver. And then Rich Hill, yep. our leading war in pitching, Rich Hill. I don't think so, that's how I'm drew it up. So this is my favorite thing, right? Because you're talking about the Red Sox. You know, obviously we need relievers, but we also need starters. So, Everything. Uh, so are you ready for the top three available free agent starters based on their 2022 war? Oh, I'm ready. Number Carlos one. Ramon. Number one. Nope. Uh, of course, he has an opt-out, right? So I guess he technically wouldn't be on this list. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but consider so that would be probably... It should be, and better than what we have as our number one, which is yeah. uh, Tyler Anderson. Yikes. Well, actually, uh, Tyler Anderson's been really fucking good for the Dodgers this year. So I love that I love that the Dodgers just take guys and just figure them out and make them elite. It's incredible. Yeah. I need to see what his final numbers were, but just I remember him being a story of being really good for the Dodgers. Yeah. Which, like, you know, good, good for Tyler Anderson. Yeah. I feel like he just, you know, listen, when you're in Pittsburgh at some point, you know your career is hitting a low. So, Dude, Jose uh, Quintana became the Cardinals' uh, staff ace for the playoffs. Yeah, so, how crazy is that? Mm-hmm. And he pitched, I mean, he pitched a gem against the Phillies. It was just the, it was, what's his name, Helsley dude, that imploded. Tyler Anderson had four war for the Dodgers. Are yep. you kidding me right now? Four war. Yeah, three, three, one, fifth. Yep. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Can we just be the Dodgers? I think that should be the plan for the offseason. I mean, I, become I, the Dodgers. Hopefully, I hopefully think that is the plan, right? Like that was the whole like build the farm thing, but like now it's like spending stupid money to sign people. So like Devers and Bogarts, thank you. Like let's go. <laughs> like we're 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 here. Let's win now. Uh, yeah. What was it? They obviously, you know, you get all the postseason quotes, and you know, Alex Cora was like. You know, the future's great. You know, this past wasn't great, but we've had good in the past. But he's like, I give, I, I care about the present. I care about right now. I care about what we're doing right now to win. So Yeah, I heard him on – um, he was on Baseball Tonight uh, podcast with Buster Olney, yeah. and he was 
emphasizing those points. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, sounds ready to go. I mean, yeah, I think last year was frustrating for him, or this year was frustrating for him too, because like there Definitely. was a point where you were like, I don't have anybody. Like right. you are not you did not give me any help. Like you you gave him the same guys, and when those same guys, you know, became what they were or got hurt. You know, you're sitting here and then you're like, hello. I mean, like even, you know, I don't know. I mean, you even look back at like the trade deadline. I know Tommy Pham ended up being really solid down the stretch, but like, you know, it felt like, you know, you maybe go get a guy, you go say, hey, we're, you know, we're invested in trying to make this something happen here. But I don't know. I, you know, it's all ifs, ands, and whatever's. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, you trade Christian Vasquez away, you know, that yeah. doesn't, doesn't look too good. How do you feel? Still doesn't this look is, good. Yeah, this is just random off-season spitballing. But I have to ask because he was so fucking good. Like, would you would you want Martin Perez back? No. <laughs> uh, I no. just like it's just yeah. I'm I I'm in- I am not typically one to believe in like oh he was just in a really good environment and felt very comfortable and that's why he pitched really well. I, I don't typically buy into that stuff, but it genuinely seemed like he was very relaxed and like i don't know felt at home in texas i i don't know like that sounds very bullshit you know but no but listen i mean i think a really good example of a guy who you could make that argument for is a guy like an aj burnett who was very like he had he was decent with the yankee but he went to pittsburgh and he was great because it was a market that was just hungry for anybody that was going to be good True. You know, in Boston, yeah. you know, I think about Nick Pavetta. I feel like, you know, that whole month, like we talked about, everyone was on the Nick Pavetta train, but how quickly you jump off as soon as you start playing bad. You know, it's not oh, like, yeah. oh, like you'll get this Nick. It's like, no, like fucking your shit. Get him out of the game. Fire you, everybody. Speaking of that, did you hear um, Xander's comments to, um, what was it? I think it was on uh, the Bradfoe show. Um, Rob Bradford, his podcast, he basically was, I don't know, there's a very weird comment, or maybe it was just after one of the games where they were asking him, like, how he felt about the Red Sox fans. And his comment was just, like, talking about how we got on him for being bad in, like, 2014 or whatever. Like, that's the first thing he went to. And it's like, do you hate us? <laughs> Like there, it seems like a possibility. I, don't I just know. like, I, I and I like, I can't imagine what it's like being a player and having everyone all the time talking about how you're performing at your job. Like, yeah, that's I think fair. That's a really unique and interesting thing, and especially somewhere it's very like, weird, you know. And but to me, it's like to say like this fan base is this and this fan base is that to some extent is just like a product of there being a lot of people in that space. Right. You know? Every fan base has terrible people and also great people. Like that's just what yeah. it is. Yeah. You know? And the shitheads that, that are on Twitter are the, you know, the front of the line, but I, I don't think that represents like the fan base. You know, people always talk about, what do you, mean? Fan you don't think Twitter really represents life? Listen, everything that I know and believe is from Twitter. Like when I read it on Twitter, I'm, I'm like, sorry. Okay, this, are, are you Will Camilleri? I am. I am Will Camilleri. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, you'll be like, where'd you get that? I heard it on Twitter. Do you like a news source? It's like, I just heard it on Twitter. Joe Schmo, 98, 
tweet. Everything on Twitter is true. Yeah, Bryce Harper is retiring, and he'll be like, "What's that? I heard Bryce Harper's retiring." Oh man, I hope he listens to this. Oh man, nothing, nothing got me more excited, Spencer, than when he finally like listened to a podcast and got like 20, 20 30 minutes into where we like buried him and like <laughs> the group, like, "Hey," <laughs> you're like, "Nice." We just like cool. we gotta bury uh, just a a segment of trashing Will in every podcast. Yeah. That's what we gotta do. Mm-hmm. Well, That's how listen, we know uh, if he's actually listening. As we record this, the Phillies are currently about to get their game started. So, oh, it's uh, about damn time. Uh, it did start. 0-0, zero, zero, end of one. Um, oh, okay. Hot start. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, checks out. Uh, well, you know, we have we have real diehard Phillies fan Will uh, engaged. Yep, that's how I would describe him. So, uh, one last burn of Will, and then we'll go back to the topic. Do you remember when we were at the Phillies-Red Sox game, and he thought uh, a fielder's choice counted as a base hit because you reached How base? could I ever forget? <laughs> uh, uh, we don't bring that times. up. We love you, Will. Chat. We do. We love you. But we definitely did bring that up more in the group chat. Um, yep. Oh, also, sorry. I'm. This is fun. I'm just now <laughs> using this podcast to go through potential free agents. And realizing yep. that Edwin Diaz is a free agent, and just dreaming of a world where we would just sign Edwin Diaz. So let's get Edwin Diaz. Yep. And Jacob Degrom. Yeah. And then I think we're good. I think that solves yeah. it. Listen, I'm in. Absolutely, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. I'm, like, just I dream of a world where we would get Jacob Degrom, and then Chris Sale would come back and not be dead. And somehow... it would happen for like one day, and then one of it them would, would break. Yeah, that's exactly. No, it, it'd be the one that's not pitching too. No, no, it'd be some like weird freak. Like they would be like they bump into each other in the dugout, and one of them would like <laughs> no. Degrom like, oh, would be on good. the mound, and they'd be like, yeah. "Oh, Chris Sale got hurt," and be like, "What? He's not playing." Yeah, yeah. Listen, he'd be he was reaching in uh, into the bubble ju- bubble gum container and just broke mm-hmm. his other pinky. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it shattered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glass bones, paper skin. Oh god. Uh yeah, that's, that's anyway. Tough. All right, and moving, moving on, moving on. Okay, uh, so we obviously talked about who is leaving the Red Sox, who could be leaving the Red Sox, who we would like to see on the Red Sox. Um, I think it was Red Sox stats pointed this out, and I feel like you sent it to me, and it's a really good point. There are so many guys on this team where it felt like because we like them or they've been here for a while or like just the way it's been lately where you're like, oh, like they're okay. Like I would, I would like them to be on the team, but like they really shouldn't because they're actually not good. Um, so I feel like that's another discussion. Like, like Alex Verdugo or? <laughs> Listen, your, your pitch is Alex Verdugo and I respect mm-hmm. your opinion. Um, I'd like to, I listen, Alex Cora believes that he can make the step next year. Um, I'm inclined to get him. I'm inclined. (laughs) Good one. Nice show. I'm proud of you. Uh, I want to give him a shot. Um, But listen. I want to give him a shot to the head. Ooh, that was was (laughs) aggressive. Damn. Uh, I'm just roasting Alex Verdugo the rest of the podcast. It's fine. That's, listen, he's still, I still. We'll get him on one day and he'll be like, didn't you want to kill me? I'll be like, no, it's a joke, dude. Yeah, you'll be like, I was kidding. I'm funny. You, you laugh, <laughs> damn it. He'd be funny. He'd have a good time. That's why I like, I'd like yeah. Alex Verdugo. I feel like he'd, he'd just be a fun guy. Yeah, he'd be um, chill. Yeah. But listen, guy I think should be off the team. And mm-hmm. 
All respect in the world. Christian Arroyo. I just don't think he should be around. Yeah, I think it's it's probably it's probably time. It's um, like one of those fun things where like like twenty twenty one he had flashes where he was like awesome. I mean, even this year he had flashes where he was like awesome. I finished with a two eighty six average, but with a you know seven thirty six OPS, he's not. He had a one oh two WRC plus, and three hundred plate appearances, for a whopping total of point two WAR. Yes, pretty so good. See, shouldn't be on the team. Pretty good. Baseball Reference is a lot more generous. They gave him a point seven WAR. I mean, there is some utility to having a guy that can just post an average WRC plus and play multiple positions. Um, but he can't really play them well. We saw him in the outfield this year, and that did not go well. Uh, yeah, uh, and I'll then his other position is second base, which like is not a that valuable position base. unless you're Trevor yeah. Story and you're amazing at it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking so, I agree with you. So his DRS this year at second base plus five, so okay. Oh, that's, uh, good. that's in that's in forty games. So you know, in theory, multiply that by four in a full season, you're talking about a plus twenty DRS on the defensive side. That's if you kept. That'd be insane. <laughs> That'd be insane. So yeah. pretty good. Uh, outfield uh, minus five in yeah. <laughs> seventeen games. Yeah. So. Uh, so multiply that by let's say let's so now he's in the negatives. Multiply by eight. Yeah. Um, so that's that's negative forty DRS. So that's extremely terrible. Um, and then shortstop, he had a plus one DRS in hmm. uh, fourteen games, seven starts. Yeah, a little surprising. Uh, and then in eight starts at third and ten games played, a DRS of zero at third base. So okay, so not that bad. No, um, just don't put him in the outfield. But then, you know, the whole concept of utility is a little less, but like you could, you know, have him in the infield, which is not really a need for the Red Sox unless we don't re-sign Devers and Bogarts. Yeah, I'm just thinking there's like more interesting, like utility infielders to give a chance to, That's you know? Yeah, that, that's what not I Not necessarily that are on the team right now or in the system right now, but guys that are, you know, out in free agency that we could get or trade yeah. for, you yeah. know? So there's one guy that I don't know how I feel about, but I think I'm out on him. And that's Jaron Duran. Oh, I'm completely out on Jaron Duran. Okay, cool. I just like it, like... And I just opened him up, and he's, he's 26 years old. So it's like we're past the, like, oh, well, he's young, and, like, we need time. It's like, no, he's 26 years old. Like, I know that, like, obviously it's different when you come out of college and, you know, he got drafted in, what, 2018. But, like, in the 91 games that he's played, um, he hasn't shown me anything. Like, anywhere. Um, can I give you some guys who generated more – um, war than than Jaron Duran this year for the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, Yu Chang, who I uh, realized <laughs> was who I realized was on this team in the last game of the regular season. <laughs> Jalen Davis. Um, let's see, Bobby Dalbeck. Nice. Who, yikes! Rough year for Bobby Dalbeck. Um, Eric Hosmer. Yeah. Abraham Almonte. 
Who we just DFA'd, when did he get on so. the team? When and why was he on the team? I don't know. Um, Jonathan Aros in a whopping twelve plate appearances, and uh, Franchi Cordero, our favorite person ever, had more WAR than Jaron Duran. The only yeah. three players with less: Yomer Sanchez, Kevin Ploiecki, and Travis Shaw, who. God bless Travis Shaw for negative 0.6 war in only 19 plate appearances. How? Yes. Because he Listen, didn't hit was... literally one time. He batted 0 0 0 So, big season for Travis uh, Shaw. Mayor of uh, Ding Dong no. City. Never forget. Yeah. You know, sometimes you forget about that with baseball players. Like, you have these guys that have these really incredible long careers, and then you have guys that mm-hmm. just were like a flash in the pan, and you were like, that was such a good time. I remember, yep. like, Travis Shaw. And then, like, you come back and you're like, it's over. Like, there was a reason we got right. That was, like, one of our last play seasons, right? When he was good? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Because that was, like, all we had. Yeah, it was, like, fun. Yeah, let's see. It was his best season with us. Yeah, it was 15 and 16. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he hit, he hit, and even then, like, honestly, like, it wasn't like he like he had one his first season he had a eight thirteen OPS and was great and then like after that was not good like no I feel like he's like he's like the girlfriend you broke up with and like years later you were like no oh, like maybe I shouldn't have broken up with her and then like you get back together with her for a little bit and you're like I realized why we broke up this is a mistake yeah this was a mistake <laughs> yep uh, we call that the Will Camilleri effect sorry that's the last one we're out oh hey Adam. He's got to get 34 minutes into this podcast before he realizes we buried him again. Oh, man. Oh, no. So, well, all right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I Like, it sucks. Like, I feel like as a, you know, as management, you're always going to be worried that, you know, it's psychology. You think getting rid of, you know, what's on the other side is going to be worse, potentially, than what mm-hmm. you have. So you're going to hold on to what you have. But, like, Correct. the Bobby Dahlbeck's got to go. Like, you have Tristan yeah, Casas now, and he's uh, it's time. shown that he deserves a shot to, you know, be that guy. So, speaking of first base, are we just going to have, like, Eric Cosmer just hanging around for the next three years? Yes. Either that or he's eventually going to get, like, DFA'd because the Red- it doesn't matter the Red Sox, right? Like, It's just, aren't. like, a weird fit, I feel like. Like, I yes. guess it makes sense because we have Casas and, like, he's a rookie and... Like and the whole, also, like, they were mentors. We're not going to have JD yeah. next year. So, like, I guess you could DH Cassis sometimes. Um, yeah. He's just, like, Eric Hosmer is the most vanilla player ever. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I really had to say about that. But Yeah, I mean, like. Like, the minimum for us for the next three years. I was, like, I was like really appalled when they first traded for him. And then I realized that. San Diego literally is eating his entire contract just for right. him to go play for us. So it's like, right. all right, like whatever, like I got nothing to lose. But it seems like a good dude. Up, so there's that. But yeah, and, and like people seem to generally like to have him in the clubhouse, which you know there right. there is an inherent value in that. That's why you keep some of those guys as coaches afterwards. That's why you keep some of those guys involved in the organization afterwards. Um, right. And so, you know, that's great, but. I would not like. I would be very upset if I saw Eric Hosmer on a night-to-night basis in this lineup. Um, yeah, you I'm don't want him uh, as yeah. a key part of your lineup for sure. No, 
Yeah, you, you're batting him anywhere besides like the eight or the nine spot. Like you're gonna have a bad time. Yep. That's that's all I have to say. Yeah. There, there's just yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm nervous, Spencer. Because yeah. I want to say that the Red Sox are gonna go and just revamp this entire team, but part of me is also scared that in this regime of Heimbloom, and again, I still believe in Heimbloom. But I am nervous that they're going to say, oh, you know, this year was an anomaly with injuries. And we really believe in, you know, these core guys. And, you know, Kike Hernandez is going to come back to what he was. And we're going to, you know, re-sign Tommy Pham. And, like, we're going to go make all these, like, dinky signings like we've done the last two off-seasons. But the difference is, is that, you know, you can make those little itty-bitty signings when you have a, a core to build around. But, like, I just am worried that we're going to look like the Pittsburgh Pirates next year where you're going to, like, be like, who? Well, we're not going to look that bad. No. But um, I I was looking at Kike the other day and looking at him in August and September thinking, oh, did he, like, rebound and, and his numbers came back up and we have reason to have faith in his $10 million deal for next year? Um, not really. He was pretty much the same guy the last two months of the season. So yeah. um, I'm not really sure why we gave him a one-year $10 million deal. He's still very good at defense in center field. So there's that. But if he's going to have a 75 WRC+, plus, it's not really worth it. No, no. And a 629 What OBS. is this, spray-handed Jackie Bradley Jr.? Yeah, like, come that's... You want to keep again. You want to lose Arroyo, and you want to keep Kike as like your one utility guy that you can kind of throw around. Great, that's fine. 